Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. I want to talk to you just about something that I've been thinking about for a while. And I want to speak to you this morning for a few moments on strength. Strength. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I've realized in life is that it's not the Goliath that we face that keeps us up at night. You know, there's many times in life that we face Goliaths. I don't know about you, but the older that I get, uh, the moment I've defeated a Goliath, there's often one right around the next corner. And so it's not often the Goliath that we fear, but the fear often rests in the realm of do we have what it takes to actually overcome that thing? Have we got the stamina and the ability and the capacity to actually deal with that issue that has actually invaded our world? It's often not the mountain that we face that freaks us out, but it's the fear that when we start climbing that thing, is it going to take us out halfway? Is it going to wipe us out? Will we not reach the summit? And I think that's why Paul says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, to the church who had so many Goliaths, he says to them, don't lose your confidence because it will be richly rewarded. In other words, just don't take a position that you are losing this confidence of what God is going to outwork in your life as you face some of these things. Look what he says on verse on in verse 36. He says, you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith and I take pleasure, no pleasure, in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and destroy, but to those who have faith and are saved. So this morning, this message is about not shrinking back, just not taking a life's position of shrinking because we have a fear that we won't have the ability to break through. I'm amazed in life how fear itself of people believing that they don't have it actually stops them from actually pushing through in some wonderful things that God has for them. You know, just even this week, uh, you know, uh, we've been talking about the plans of the church and we had our, you know, our Vision Sunday or our update a couple of weeks ago about some of the plans and we asked you to pray that God would just give us favour with the council. And at the last minute, as Pastor Alex was telling us, uh, the council brought up a couple of issues that were a complete surprise to us that they hadn't raised before. And I'll be honest, it would have been easy for us just to shrink back and say, well, you know, maybe this is too hard and maybe this is too difficult. But, you know, even in this season of lockdown, we just kept pushing through. And, you know, it's funny how God just honours faith and God just honours the prayers of the church as the church rallies together. We're literally at 10 to 5 on Friday afternoon. Uh, I get a phone call from Alex who got a phone call from one of the town planners telling him that he had a conversation with the council and one of those significant issues that was a roadblock literally just a month prior, they have completely taken off the table. And I just praise God that once again, it's not two steps back and one step forward, but it's two steps forward and Every time there's a challenge, we're not shrinking back, but we're just seeing the blessing of God uh, in, in this season. So can I continue just to uh, ask you to pray and just pray that uh, some of these other minor issues that are not as big as that other one, but they would just be completely resolved as we move forward. 
But you know, I heard a story just a while back, and it's a parable, so to speak, that I heard many years before that I think is a good illustration of this idea of strength. And there's this parable about a fisherman who comes into this particular town every Saturday afternoon. And he always would bring two dogs with him. One of them was white and the other one was black. And he taught them how to fight on command. And every Saturday afternoon in the town square, the people would gather and these two dogs would begin to fight. And the fishermen would take bets. On one Saturday, the black dog would win. But then on another Saturday, the white dog would win. But the funny thing about that was that the fisherman always won the bets. He always won against the town. And after a few months, people were perplexed about how did the fisherman know which dog would win? And so they would ask him, uh, you know, tell us the secret. Or his close friends would ask him that question. And he says, oh, it's really simple. He said, I starve one and I feed the other. And the one I feed always wins because he is stronger. And I just began to think about that illustration when it comes to the strength in our own lives and the strength to break through and the strength to overcome some of these Goliaths we face. And what we feed on, what we go after, what we nourish and give attention to is a thing that is going to be strong in our lives. And, you know, there's this prophecy in the Old Testament that speaks about strength. It's this prophetic word that actually Daniel gives in Daniel chapter 11. And it came to pass historically many years after that word was given. And it's just such a powerful reminder that when we feed on the word of God and when we feed on God's purpose for our life, it actually seriously gives us the ability and the strength to punch way above our weight in some of the Goliaths that we face. So this passage is speaking about a time to come in Daniel chapter 11, where a king, an all-powerful king, rises up. And this is a king who's corrupted. This is a king who's godless. This is a king who has no regard for God's people. And despite all of that and his incredible strength, a small group of people actually defeat him. And this is Daniel's prophetic word about that time that is about to come. He says this in Daniel chapter 11, verse 29. It says, At the appointed time, he, this all-powerful king, will invade the south again. But this time, the outcome will be different from what it was before. Ships of the western coastlands will oppose him, and he will lose heart. Then he will turn back and vent his fury against the holy covenant. He will return and show favour to those who forsake the Holy Covenant. His armed forces will rise up to desecrate the temple fortress and will abolish the daily sacrifice. Then they will set up the abomination that causes desolation. Verse 32, with flattery, he will corrupt those who have violated the covenant. But I love this, but the people who know their God will firmly resist him. The New Living Translation says the people who know their God will be strong and will resist him. The Message Bible says, but those who stay courageously loyal to their God will take a strong stand. So you get the point, don't you? This small, historically disadvantaged people that have no advantage politically or socially or status-wise actually do something that other armies and nations are unable to do 
and they overcome this tyrant and they shift the course of their immediate history. And this is the point of this passage. The only thing that separates them from any other people group that attempted the same thing was the fact that the Bible says they knew their God. They nourished their knowledge on God. They nourished their knowledge. They fared from God's word and his laws and his values. And and history tells us that these prophetic words came to pass by this small group of people that had the ability to overcome this tyrant king. You know, uh, uh, this... uh, What's interesting is that, you know, the name of this king, he kind of named himself to be like a god. And yet the Jews actually changed one letter of his name, which basically meant madman. In other words, he was absolutely crazy. He was such a madman. And yet a small group of people were so committed to the things of God that they actually overthrew him and actually withstood all the pressure of the culture that was coming against them on that day. And you know, I mean, that's just one story of hundreds of stories in the Word of God across thousands of years of individuals and people groups that who know God, that when they really know Him and they know His Word, it's amazing the strength that comes out of their life. And when you read it, it's strength that it is unmatched in quality and tenacity and ability. And and I guess my challenge for you this morning is this. It doesn't matter what you face in life. It doesn't matter what challenges come your way. We serve a God who consistently intervenes and resources us in this area. And my challenge for you this morning and my encouragement is that there is a resource from heaven that is available to us that has been written about from previous generations in the Word of God. And, you know, so often we look at that mountain or we look at that Goliath or we look at that challenge and we we ask ourselves the question, have I got what it takes? You know, have, have I got what it takes to overcome that thing? But that's not the question here today. The question is not whether you've got what it takes. Is whether you've got a revelation that God is big in you and His Word is all powerful and He has the ability that, that through you and as you trust in Him, you can overcome every single Goliath. Look what Isaiah says in chapter 41 of verse, uh, in verse 10. It says, So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I mean, what a great promise to a nation that was always weaker, always less resourced than many of those around them. And so I want to ask you this morning, what strength do you need? Is it a strength of conviction? Is it a strength of character? Is it a strength to last the distance? Is it a strength of tenacity or a strength of capacity? What about a strength to finish what God has asked you to do? A strength to be strong when others around you are weak and and, an internal strength. Again, this passage makes it so clear that knowing God, knowing God produces strength. And church, there is nothing else that brings strength into our lives that punches us well above our weight compared to knowing God. You want a New Testament example? I began to think about Jesus. 
And you know, whenever I'm under pressure or I, I wonder whether I've actually got it, I go back to Jesus and the model that we can live by and the model that we can draw strength from. And when you look at the first time that Jesus was under pressure in the wilderness, and uh, we see this when he's being tested by the devil in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. It's the first time that we see Christ under pressure. But look what, it, well, well, look what the Bible says here. It says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. What's the point? He says, I'm feeding on the word of God. He's getting his nourishment out of God's word for his life. God's purpose. And, and what I love about this passage, I mean, think about it. In this harsh desert environment, sometimes we have this really romantic idea about the desert. But in the desert where there is nothing to eat and Jesus purposely fasted during that season, he's under immense pressure. He's under pressure in the harsh environments. He's under pressure with battling hunger when it comes to his body. Then on top of that, the enemy is coming after him. And the worst that we see of Jesus, the absolute worst, the rock bottom for Christ is that the Bible says he was hungry. Not that he was weary. Not that he was discouraged. Not that he was bitter and frustrated. Not, not that he abandoned his principles and he said, I'm done. Not that he was angry, upset or worn out. Not that he'd lost his mind. How many people in this season, we're kind of seeing the worst of some people losing their mind over this season. Yet the Bible says the worst that we see of Jesus is that he was hungry. Well, of course he was hungry. He had nothing to eat. But, but, but if that's it, if that's the worst out of that experience, church, what an incredible picture of strength. And the Bible says that when Jesus left the wilderness, he came out with the power of the Spirit. And I just believe that God honours you when you and I understand what it is to tap into the strength that God gives us. And, and this is the point. We can ask for strength. We can ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. We can ask God for strength. But this is the key. And if we go back to this passage in Daniel and what we see of Jesus, this is the key. The more that we feed on the Word of God, the more the Word of God gives us the strength to resolve and face any Goliath that comes our way. Can I ask you this morning, what are you feeding on? Are you feeding on negativity? Are you feeding too much on the news? Are you feeding too much on social media? Are you feeding too much on the internet? Maybe you're feeding on past hurts. Church, none of those things bring you strength. None of those things actually nourish you for the future ahead. You know, it's amazing in life. There's so many things that we feed on that actually don't nourish us, encourage us, empower us, fill us with faith. But the Bible says this, the people who know their God will firmly resist the enemy. And you know, what's interesting about this passage is that this group of people back in Daniel, historically, the thing that got these people so riled up is because the king touched the word of God. The king wanted to destroy the influence of the word 
over their lives and over their culture and over their life. And it was that very act of the king going after the covenant and going after the practices and going after the word of God was the thing that they said, we've had enough because they knew the word was the very thing that was nourishing them and encouraging them and feeding them through difficult seasons. You know, I just I love reading these accounts, not only in the New Testament when Jesus speaks about the word of God, but also in the Old Testament historical accounts that when God strengthens us, when we feed off his word, we can punch well above our weight and we can see God come through for us. You know, there's another part of this passage that is also worth mentioning, and it's, I would say it's the opposite of strength. It's the opposite of resisting firmly. It's the opposite of standing your ground and being strong. Because then Daniel speaks about another group of people, and it's probably the majority of people. And, and the Bible says that they would just succumb to the flattery of what the ruler was speaking out to them. Listen to this. He said, with flattery, he will corrupt those who have violated the covenant. And historically, this passage that Daniel prophesies about, he's talking about what in reality happened were people that were bit by bit drawn into the rhetoric of this king and through that became weak and became compromised. And I just began to think about that, that the opposite to strength and feeding on the word of God is how when the enemy of strength comes to you, he doesn't come and confront you head on. But the enemy of strength seems to draw us in. He draws you into a mindset of defeat. He draws you into an attitude of discouragement. He draws you into a behavior of compromise. The next minute, we become so far away from what God wants for us. Church, you know what? Right now, there's so many different places that we get information from. But I've got to tell you, it is so easy to get drawn into that information to get drawn into the news reports and to get drawn into all these theories that are going around that we just fill our head with so many things that actually bring weakness and not strength into our world. But when we feed on the Word of God, when we draw a line in the sand and we say, you know what, I'm just going to make a decision. I'm not going to get drawn into all the rubbish that's out there, but I'm going to draw on God's Word who's been unchanging for thousands of years. God's word that has the power to bring strength into our world. We are able to withstand any Goliath that comes our way. You know, the Bible often speaks about Jesus and how he was often speaking to the Pharisees and they try to draw him into arguments and try to draw him into different things. And the Bible says that he would often just slip away. Jesus just knew when to just move on because it was not fulfilling the purpose of God for his life. Can I encourage you once again, as we're in this lockdown season, come on, let's not get drawn in, but let's make a decision to feed on the word of God, feed on God's promises for our life, feed on God's word that will nourish us and strengthen us and bring us blessing and favor. And we see once again in the book of Daniel, that when you feed on God's word, church, you have the ability to punch well above your weight. You know, it's not often the Goliath that we fear. It's the fear of have we got what it takes to overcome him. But I want to encourage you this morning that when you go after the word of God, when you go after God's purpose for your life, God gives you everything that you need to overcome whatever Goliath that you face. I want to ask you this morning, are you facing a Goliath? Are you facing a challenge right now that maybe you ask yourself, I don't know whether I've got what it takes to overcome this thing? Go back to God's word. 
Go back to that God can actually bring you nourishment in that season. And I want to pray for you right now. I do believe there are people in our church right now, yeah, facing some big things. Maybe it is the Goliath of uncertainty. You know, maybe it's just something that's just come your way over the last six months. I'm going to pray that as you continue to feed on God's word, that there's going to be a strength, this ability just to overcome this thing. And you will look back in this season and you will say, the very thing that I feared uh, was really the thing that just came to nothing because I trusted in the word of God. Come on, let me pray for you this morning. Father God, I pray for people right now, right across our congregation. God, who are maybe facing a Goliath. Maybe it is the Goliath of uncertainty. God, I thank you, God, in your word, you promised to bring strength into our world. We thank you, God, that your word even says the joy of the Lord is our strength. God, that you don't promise weakness, and, but God, you promise strength and ability and capacity. And God, I pray even in this season, let it be a season of increase, not a season of shrinking back. God, let it be a season of strength, not a season of weakness. As once again, we fix our eyes off all the other things that would distract us. And we put our eyes on you, the author and the finisher of our faith. In your wonderful name, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.